Today's show brought to you by Redcon1.com. That's right. Click the link at the bottom of the podcast app in which you are listening to this on. Check them out. Use promo code T20 Quartermist. That's right. Redcon1.com. Coming to you from the DTOM studios in the free state of Florida, sponsored by Maker's Mark Bourbon, this is Don't Tread on America, and I'm your host, Don Q. How's it going out there today, guys? It is Sunday. I'm doing a rare Sunday show because I got stuff to do on Monday, but nonetheless, Sunday it is. June 19th, 2022. That's right. It's Juneteenth. Now... Um, we're going to talk about a few things today. We're going to go into Juneteenth and what it means and, um, just some upcoming things that should be happening this week. We're going to touch on those things. Uh, first off, I want to start off by saying, please guys, if whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could please share this with your friends, uh, give us a review and subscribe to the show. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. Apple, Google, whoever you're listening to us on. Just subscribe, that way you get show updates, just in case I do a Sunday show versus a Monday show. Um, you know, and uh, please, like I said, please, most importantly, share this with your friends. And if you would like to, follow us on um, Facebook or Instagram, it's Don't Tread on America. Twitter at DTOM underscore 1775. And if you want to follow me on Twitter, it is PCGC underscore 1775. And also you can find all this information out on our website www.donttreadonamerica.com All right, on with the show, on with the show. I don't know how long we'll go. I don't have a crap ton here, but it depends on how much I rant and rave, and uh, we all know how that goes. All right, so today is what what they call Juneteenth, June 19th. Um, the holiday itself is now a, it's a federal holiday now, signed by uh, President Poopy Pants, probably one of the only things he's actually gotten right so far in his tenure. Um, and that's actually observed tomorrow, but today is the actual day. So what what is Juneteenth? What does it mean? Okay, so basically back in 1863, so um, the Emancipation Proclamation was signed by uh, President Abraham Lincoln. It was an exec- executive order assigned by him on January 1st of, of 1863 during the Civil War. The proclamation changed the legal status of more than 3.5 million enslaved African Americans in the secessionist Confederate states from enslaved to free. As soon as the slaves escaped the control of their enslavers by either fleeing to the Union lines or through the advance of federal troops, they were permanently free, in addition to the pro- proclamation, allowed for the recruitment of former slaves into paid service of U.S. armed forces. So, you read that and you say, okay, so the emancipation that was signed January 1st, why is Juneteenth, why is that the holiday? Why wouldn't it be January 1st, right? Well, the reason they've chosen june 19th as the day why why it marks the anniversary so 
it, like I said, just became a federal holiday commemorating the emancipation of enslaved African-Americans. So Juneteenth marks the anniversary of the announcement. So it really wasn't the announcement because, like I said, the EO was signed on January 1st of 63, right? But what happened was there was a war going on, right? Civil War. And in 1863, it's not like it is nowadays if if, uh, one of the presidents signs the executive order. You generally hear about it today. Like, if he signs it today, you hear about it today via uh, social media, the Internet, uh, the newspaper, um, if you watch the news, whatever the case may be. Obviously, 160 years ago, news traveled a lot slower. So, on top of the fact that there was a war, and obviously, in the South and in, in states that had slavery, they surely didn't want the slaves to know about it, right? So they would be what you would call suppressing the uh, media, so to speak, right? So um, General Order Number 3 by Union Army General Gordon Granger on June 19, 1865, proclaiming freedom for enslaved people in Texas. Originating in Galveston, the holiday has since been celebrated annually on June 19th in various parts of the United States. States often broadly celebrated in Af- uh, American, I'm sorry, African American culture, the day was first recognized as a federal holiday in 21 when President Joseph R. McGillicuddy signed the Juneteenth National Independence Day Act into law. So, <clears throat> basically, what it was was June 19, 1865, was it <laughs> took two and a half years essentially for the news to travel through. The slave states, obviously, this would have been at the end of the Civil War. And that's kind of why it's that day. That was the last, that was the day that the last of the slaves were so, were freed. So it's a, it's a, an important day in that sense. Um, So I think the most interesting thing about all of this whether you, the Emancipation Proclamation, Juneteenth, whatever you want to call uh, the the situations that occur to make this a holiday. Um, Why, I guess, is a good question. It took 160 years for it to become a national holiday. Now, I'll say this about that. 160 years ago, we didn't really have holidays. I think uh, as a country, you celebrated... Uh, Christmas, Easter. Um, I, I honestly don't know all the federal holidays that were around in the 1800s, but as the turn of the century into the 1900s, we we as a country decided to have these federal holidays. That's when you had like Memorial Days and Fourth of Julys were were federal holidays. I mean, you celebrated Fourth of July, but I'm talking about federal holidays. And, um, you know, uh, Labor Day and Veterans Day and stuff like that. So I guess that's probably why. Um, I also will say this about that. Um, we as a country, obviously, we lack a lot of learning when it comes to history. Now, pretty much anyone who has went to public school or any kind of schooling, whether you just graduate high school or, or whatever, heard of the Emancipation Proclamation. No one's ever heard this story for the most part 
Juneteenth. Um, and I'll plead ignorant. I'll be the first one to tell you that I didn't know anything about this date until recent history, the last couple of years, when it started to become more of a, a discussion of it should be a holiday. So, you know, it's good that it is. Um, basically, what it means for most of America is your bank's closed, you won't get mail, and, um, you, you know, you might have a doctor's office closed here or there, but for the most part, it's business as usual because uh, we don't really, we have these holidays, but we don't really celebrate them like they should be, in, in my personal opinion. But nonetheless, I think the most important thing, or the most ironic thing of the Emancipation Proclamation and everything that it entailed is the fact that in today's world, in, in this country, we, and when I say we, I'm talking about people like myself, who is a white male Republican, is demonized in social media platforms and on the news as being racist. You know, if, you, if you're a person like myself, who might have a gun or two, might believe in God, and might want to take care of his family and believes in uh, family and, and those types of things, then obviously I'm racist and, uh, you know, believe that we should still have slaves or something like that. But in actuality, I am no different than Abraham Lincoln, who was a white male, believed in God, also Republican, and believe that all men should be free. So, you know, there's that. The fact that the people who enslaved uh, African Americans and fought to keep that right to be able to enslave them were what you would call Democrats, because that's what they were. Um, but it's funny how things have morphed into the fact that someone like myself or Donald Trump or George Bush or whoever isn't a Democrat, you're racist, you're, you know, whatever. And it's just a, it's just a lack of learning history or even as much as learning all the history or we don't learn it at all. And everything we hear, we base off of social media or podcasts, or a certain type of news that we, we watch, we hear about Juneteenth. Oh, it's Juneteenth, that was big celebration, blah, 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 what I just told you, right? But we don't talk about, everyone knows Lincoln, right? Signed him, we know that, that's, that's common history. We don't talk about the fact that he was a Republican, you know, and then when you do bring up that subject, it's like, oh, that's because the Republican Party was different back then. It's almost like the roles reversed. Like the Republican Republicans of of those days would be the Democrats of these days, and the Democrats of those days would be the Repu would be, would be the um, Republicans of these days of today. N no, it's it's not. The party's <laughs> ideals haven't changed. What really only ha thing has changed in the Democratic Party is their utilizing the the African American person um, by trying to essentially buy their votes. And, and not to get into a whole history lesson of Lyndon B. Johnson, but realistically that's something that we could talk about.
But the reason African Americans kind of vote the way they do, and I don't want to say all because that is actually changing even more so nowadays than it was 10, 20 years ago. Um, a lot of a lot of African Americans are starting to open their eyes to the fact that the Democratic Party has been using them for sixty plus years, and uh, they're finally trying starting to catch on to the fact that. I mean, shit. When Obama ran for a second term, his whole basis of running was to give free shit away, and he he focused on the inner cities and the black vote, and not the way he should have. He did it by giving away free stuff. You remember the whole thing, Obama phones and all that crap. That was a real thing, and he won. He didn't win on policy. He should have lost. I mean, granted, not to say that damn um, Romney would have been any better, as we have seen hindsight being 50 50 you know 2020 now um we would have seen what kind of president we could tell what kind of president romney would have been had he had won uh versus you know obama's second term but nonetheless anyway my point being is we celebrate emancipation proclamation in juneteenth as well we should but we don't celebrate the man who enable that yeah we celebrate i mean hell when i was young we celebrated washington's birthday and lincoln's birthday two separate dates in february i don't recall the dates exactly i think the 12th and the 16th or some shit like that i can't remember those were actually two different holidays and then they morphed that into president's day <laughs> so and it's weird like i i was born up north and you lived, we moved down here when, when I was young. But um, up north, you actually had, they weren't federal holidays, like Memorial Day, down south for, the, for a f couple of years that I lived down here when we first moved here. You still went to school on Memorial Day. My parents actually kept us out of school because up north, you didn't go to school. So it's just weird how these things matriculate and we lose the actual meaning of of why we're celebrating these things but nonetheless um moving on from juneteenth also i i guess i i totally missed this one too i forgot to tell all the guys that are listening to this that are fathers happy father's day um to me uh and my my son's a father now his son this is actually his technically his second father's day because the his son was born like a week prior <laughs> to Father's Day last year, but nonetheless. Um, so, yes, happy Father's Day to all the all the dads out there and hope you guys are doing dad things. I'm sure you guys won't be listening to my dumbass mouth. Today you'll hear me on Monday. So with that being said, happy Father's Day if you're listening to this on Sunday. If not, then yesterday, whatever. So anyway, all right, so on to the news. And... I found this article, This I actually found this on, I think it was Friday, this, this story broke. And oddly enough, nobody's really talking about it. So, it was, let me see if it says it here. So, yeah, so on Friday, so Thursday night, seven arrested in House office building linked to the Colbert Show. Okay, so Stephen Colbert, we all know who he is, unfortunately. Uh, U.S. Capitol Police said Friday that officers arrested seven unauthorized people in a congressional office building Thursday night 
and charge them with unlawful entry. The people identify themselves as being affiliated with the CBS Late Show with Stephen Colbert. A person familiar with that matter told the Associated Press. Another person with the matter, uh, familiar with the matter provided the EAP with a list of nine people who had been stopped by Capitol Police. They included several producers along with Robert Schmeigel, the voice behind Triumph the Insult comic dog. The two people who spoke with AP could not discuss details of the investigation publicly, but spoke on condition of anonymity. The incident Thursday night followed by a third public hearing by the House panel investigating January 6th. Um, Capitol Police said they received a call about a disturbance in the Longworth House office building around 8.30. Responding officers, responding officers observed seven individuals unescorted and without congressional ID in the sixth floor hallway. The agency said in a statement the building was closed to visitors and these individuals were determined to be part of a group that had been directed by United States Capitol Police to leave the building earlier in the day. The statement to the Hollywood Reporter, CBS, said the production team was at the Capitol Wednesday and Thursday recorded a comedy segment featuring Triumph. Their interviews at the Capitol were, uh, were authorized and prearranged through congressional aides of the members interviewed, the network said. After leaving the member's office in the uh, last interview of the day, the production team stayed to film stand-ups and other final comedy elements in the halls when they were detained by Capitol Police. The USCP statement in the case remains an active criminal investigation and may result in additional criminal charges. Okay, so now this this would be another insurrection, right? Uh, an attempted insurrection. So, you know, the interesting thing is, if you guys are even paying attention to January 6th, because the funny thing is about January 6th, it's a bigger deal to the people holding, holding the committee hearings than it is to the American. I think I saw, the last poll I saw was around 10%. It might have been a little less than 10% of Americans even give two shits about January 6th, this committee and everything that's being... Now, granted, if you go on Twitter or whatever and you search January 6th, if you search any anything to do with January 6th, there's going to be a whole fucking sh slew of people, oh, blah, 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 you know, conspiracy, blah, blah, whatever. But most Americans, and when I say most Americans, it's like 90% or so of the country don't give a shit about January 6th. What they give a shit about is, I, I want to say it's around 78% of the country care about their pockets. And by that, I mean gas prices, food prices, lack of food, um, their 401ks, their stock portfolios, their money, essentially. They don't care about what may or may not have actually happened at the Capitol but, in essence of what did happen January 6th, um, you had a bunch of people go into the Capitol without permission. Now they're going after congressmen that... So you have some of these people that were caught from January 6th. They have video of those, some of those people uh, having gone on tours with congressional aides or con congressional members themselves the day before. So, of course, now they're trying to link certain congressmen and women to January 6th via these videos. Now, I'll tell you this. 
when uh, me and my wife went to Washington, D.C. a few years ago, I want to say it was 2017, and um, we, <laughs> to do these tours, so if you have a guided tour, okay, so let me, let me see. For those of you that never been to D.C., and I'm not going to be stupid to the fact that the people listening to this, no one's been to D.C., I'm not saying that, but for those of you that have been you'll know what I'm about to say. Now, for those of you that have not been to D.C. and done the Capitol tour, this is how it works. Nowadays, when I was a kid, we went to D.C., you could literally just walk up to the Capitol and go on a tour. You could walk up to the White House and go on a tour. It's not like that nowadays, obviously. Now, with the Capitol, you still can... um, you can uh, apply essentially for a tour and they have a group tour. So like you'd go there, oh, my tour time's at 10 o'clock and you go through whatever door it is and you have to go through metal detectors and all that nine, all that stuff. And you, um, you're in a group of, you know, 20, 30, how, I don't even know how many people it is. Or, or, this is what me and my wife did. You contact your congressperson in your district, whatever district you're in, you have a congressperson at the time. Ours was uh, Dennis Ross. Um, you contact, we contacted his office and set up our own personal tour, which is a lot better because then you have either him or one of his aides takes you on a personal tour. And that's pretty cool because you go to places you're not um, able to go on the regular tour. Which So nonetheless, if you ever happen to be going to D.C., and you have time, get with your congressperson ahead of time and schedule a tour. To the point also, when we did our White House tour, we uh, contacted one of our senators and we had a tour of the White House, which you can't really do nowadays unless you have permission. So nonetheless, um, so let's assume what they're trying to do is they're trying to say these, these congresspeople led a tour of their constituents and then these people ended up being involved in January 6th so they're trying to you know tie them into the deal so like if me and my wife had went when we went in 2017 and had a tour with Dennis Ross's uh, congressional aide that took us around and then the next day if there was an insurrection and we happened to be there that you know Dennis Ross would have been involved is what I'm getting at um, now my question is this they're not stating the members that these that this film crew was involved with. Like it said, the um, the the two members could not speak um, publicly, but under the conditions of an, an, an <laughs> anonymity. Um, now, supposedly, one of those Congress people is uh, Adam Schiff. I don't know that that's factual, but that's that's the rumor. So, now, is he going to be held up? Is Are we going to have a whole investigation into this? I mean, surely not. They're going to be like, oh, it was a comedy thing. Ha, 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 ha. Okay, but you guys went out and arrested every single fucking person that was there that day on January 6th. If you could identify them, I mean, hell, you arrested a damn person running for Congress in Michigan. Because he might have been there. And, and they don't even have conclusive evidence. I think he actually came out and said that he was there. But he wasn't inside the building. You had him outside. 
So basically, if you were in D.C. January 6th, I'll say this about that. If you were in D.C. January 6th, and God forbid, if you just happen to be, okay, there's going to be a rally outside of uh, wherever it was that Trump was doing the rally. Let's go check out the rally. So if you were in the vicinity of the rally, which was in the vicinity of the Capitol, and they know that because they can geotag your phone, even though, according to the naysayers of 2,000 mules, that technology isn't accurate, but they can use it for January 6th. But nonetheless, um, you can <laughs> you can um, be well assured that if you haven't been arrested, you're going to get a knock on your door sooner or later, but surely you've already been talked to. Because I'll say this also, as anyone knows, if you're on Facebook... You can, you can pretty much tag yourself anywhere in the world. You can be like, oh, I'm at the Key West, and you could be in a fucking Alaska, right? Now, that doesn't mean that you're in Key West. You can just say, you know, you can type in a location of Key West, and it'll pop up. It'll pop up whatever that, whatever that location is that you're looking for, and you can say, oh, I was here. So, little story. So, January 6th of 21... I was on vacation that week, oddly enough. <laughs> and I want to say January 6th was, I don't remember what date it was. It was either a Tuesday or Wednesday, I don't recall. But my, me and my wife were on vacation. And that particular day, we were in, um, in uh, Deltona with uh, my wife's brother and, and his wife. You know, eating dinner and we went around town and the, we had the girl, we had our granddaughters with us. And uh, so we ate, and then we were going to get, like, ice cream or something. Well, our youngest uh, granddaughter, she fell asleep in the Jeep. So I was just like, well, I'll just sit in the car, and I'll sit in the Jeep here with her while she sleeps, and no sense in waking her up. So I'll just sit here, and you guys go do your thing. So while I was sitting there, this when all this shit kind of went down. And uh, (laughs) I was scrolling Twitter and Facebook when I was like, holy crap, this is crazy. So just being the guy I am, I went ahead and, tagged myself in DC saying, I don't remember exactly what I wrote, but something to the effect of like, this shit is crazy. Um, I, I don't remember what I said, but <laughs> a couple people thought I was actually there and cause they knew I was on vacation. And then a couple people are like, Oh, you're full of shit, whatever. Um, honestly, I'm surprised. I never heard. And well, I shouldn't be, I shouldn't say I'm surprised, but as stupid, in my opinion, as stupid as the people running this investigation are, and knowing they scrolled and spanned social media, I'm honestly surprised. And I, I would be surprised to the, to the fact if they didn't geotag my phone. But um, surely they, whoever saw this, whoever, whatever minion working at Facebook saw this post, and turn my name over. I wouldn't be surprised. And um, hopefully they did their due diligence. I'm assuming they did their, did their uh, due diligence because I never did get a knock at the door and uh, the FBI or whoever never showed up to, to arrest me or question me for that matter. But um, as stupid as these people are, I'm surprised that they didn't just out of, you know, to maybe scare me somehow or maybe try and do an illegal search of my house or whatever the case may be. But um, nonetheless, trust me, 
and you know this as well as I do, if anyone listening to this was actually in D.C. just by happenstance on that day, you probably had a conversation with the FBI. But the fact of the matter is, you know, they, they you had I played the clip from Del Rio a week or so ago where he said a little dust up at the, the Capitol, right? And he was referring to January 6th and comparing that to the to the riots, the George Floyd riots and whatnot, and how we as Americans or the media more so can say um, the riots that happened in Minnesota and in in Portland and Seattle and stuff like that were nothing when they, you know, set federal buildings, courthouses and whatnot on fire. But when he says a dust up at the Capitol, I mean, he was fined by the team for a hundred thousand dollars. I think that's bullshit, but, um, God forbid he could just have a, a thought of his own, but that's where we're at in this country. You're not allowed to have your own personal thoughts. But um, I guess the biggest thing is, is say what you want about January 6th. And like I said, I, I don't want to dwell on this too much because I know a lot of people really don't give a shit. But you watch the videos. Yeah, there were some people acting a fool. Now, you could also make the argument that most of those people that were acting a fool were FBI plants or were antagonizing, were Antifa. And... Not for nothing, I'm sure you had some Trump people there that were just like, yeah, let's do it, you know, and being stupid. But for the most part, a lot of these people that were, I mean, hell, you had the the Chewbacca guy or whatever they call him, the the Shaoman, you know, the dude that was dressed in the fur and whatnot, and he's been arrested and whatever. And what did he do? You know, he had a, he had a police escort into the fucking Senate floor. So, you know, they're going to do this as long as they can to paint people like us into a bad light. And like Chris and I had a discussion today at the gym and we're so uneased at everything that's going on. You have the January thing. So uh, sixth thing you have the abortion case about to be decided from the Supreme court. And I'm going to talk about that in a second there's so many different things, gas and food and supply chains and, you know, whatever. And, you know, we hear about this, this red wave and the Democrats are unfazed by all of this. It's like, I think that's what makes me personally uneasy. It's like, okay, so we're constantly hearing about this red wave, right? We're constantly hearing, and not, I'm not even talking about like from Fox News or Newsmax. I'm talking about any news media you watch. Any local, national, CNN, MSNBC, whoever, whatever, are all saying this red wave, red wave, blah blah blah. And you're seeing some of this stuff happen, like the 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 lady in um, Texas, my I can't think of her name, but she just won a congressional seat. Now, granted, it's a short term situation; she's going to have to run again, I think, in January. But nonetheless, um, and that particular district's been blue for. 20, 50 years, whatever they said. Um, so those are examples that you're hearing. Oh, this is a sign. This is, but in the meantime, but no one's phased by it. Democratic wise, they're like, whatever. It's not like Biden's like, oh shit, go ahead and switch on the pipeline. Go ahead and do these things to get gas flowing again, because like we've talked about time and time again, oil prices are based on futures. So if he literally, people say, oh well, if he 
if he allowed the drilling, if he signed and said, yeah, you guys can go ahead and start drilling, or yeah, we'll go ahead and turn on the pipeline, if he said that, it's not going to happen overnight. Technically, you're right. It's The oil isn't going to happen overnight because it's, it was a process. But the futures of it will happen overnight, just like when he signed the EO saying to shut down the pipeline, gas jumped. It's the same deal, a work in reverse. Now, it obviously probably won't fall as quick as it rose, but um, it would be a start. But the fact that they're not even... Uh, entertaining that idea or even talking about it makes me wonder what's coming what's about to happen now you have we had what a month or so ago you had the leak right from the from the um, supreme court the decision on the dobbs versus jackson's women health uh, organization in mississippi so that's a that's a so i have the case here so basically what this is was in 2018, Jackson's Women's Health Organization challenged the constitutionality of Mississippi's uh, gest- Gestational Age Act, which prohibits nearly all abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy, with limited exceptions of for fetal abnormalities and um, medical emergencies. Both the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of uh, Mississippi and the U.S. Court of Appeals held that the law was unconstitutional under Supreme, Supreme Court's uh, precedents in Roe versus Wade and Planned Parenthood versus Casey, both which recognize the constitutional right of pre-viability abortion. Mississippi then filed a petition for a writ of <laughs> Soroshira, I don't know, in the Supreme Court urging the court to sustain its law. In 21, the court agreed to hear the case, and on June 22nd of 21, Mississippi filed its Merritt's uh, brief urging the court to overrule Roe and Casey on September 20 of 21. The CAC filed a friend of the court brief in support of Jackson's Women Health Organization. Our brief contends that Mississippi abortion ban is unconstitutional and that the court should refrain uh, Roe and Casey significantly if the court were to overturn Roe and Casey it would rob millions of Americans from the basic fundamental rights to control their bodies, choose whether and when to start a family, determine their life course, and participate equals in American life. Okay, before I read on, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but number one, abortion, this is in my opinion, take it for what it's worth, abortion should not be used as birth control. Okay? You have options okay you want to have sex okay you and your boyfriend you and your husband whatever the case may be you say well when i was a kid and i was six 15 16 years old i'm like oh man i want to try and have sex um i carried condoms around not like i was some kind of porn star and thought i was going to be like needing condoms on the ready (laughs) but you can do those things. Like if you have a girlfriend or you're, you know, you have a boyfriend, whatever the case is, or you're married, but you're not ready to have a family yet. Okay. Wear a condom or hear me out. Um, don't have sex. No, I'm, I, I know it's <laughs> abstain, be abstinent. I'm not saying that, but there, she could be on birth control pill. Um, they have different, uh, different situations where you can, I don't know what they're called, but, you know, 
different women birth control things or men birth control things. You can wear a condom. You can be on a pill. You can have the the I don't know what they're called, but the little thing put in the in the deal there <laughs> to keep the girls from getting pregnant. I'm not saying she needs to have a hysterectomy or he needs to have a vasectomy. I'm not saying that. You, there's ways around not getting pregnant. Um, now, do are those things 100%? Are they foolproof? No, they're not. Thing Accidents can happen, I guess. But, uh, you know, <laughs> that doesn't mean, oh, shit, one slip past the goalie, let's get an abortion. Um, I, I don't know. Uh, what I do know is this. If the leak is true, and what pisses me off about this whole situation is you had this leak, right? Then you had, and since then you've had all these demonstrations and all these things happening across the country, and a lot of it is around these justices' homes in front of their homes. You know, you had the guy, what was that, a week and a half ago or so that was arrested out front of Kavanaugh. House had a list, was going to, you know, had a gun and zip ties and whatever was, you know, going to kill him. All over this decision, they're uh, protesting in front of, um, you know, Amy Conan Barrett's ACB's house and Gorshitz. And, you know, it's like, number one, it's against the law to do that. And no one's doing anything about it. So there's that. So I, I heard a story where it was, uh, Someone, one of the neighbors of, of Amy Conan Barrett's, how, uh, one of her neighbors complained. And the police said, that's a federal law. Okay, <laughs> so it's, it's not state law or, or local law. So whatever city, I, I, don't, I don't know if she lives in Maryland or Virginia, but uh, whatever city and whatever state that you live in, are you saying it's okay for you to protest in front of a judge's house, regardless of it being a Supreme Court justice or your your county county judge. So, you know, where I live, if uh, if my brother was arrested for murder or, you know, whatever, and, uh, and they don't have proof that he did it, they're just pretty sure he did it, uh, you're saying I could get a bunch of people and go protest in front of the judge's house and hopefully sway his decision, his or her decision on on that matter? So let's assume that this leak is right. Let's assume that the leak came out saying that they're going to overturn Roe versus right. Wade. They're going to they're going to side on on the Dobbs case, right? And in turn, will overrule Roe versus Wade and the Casey case. Um, if that's if the that decision, or I'm sorry, if that leak was legit. What happens now if that if they decide now, by all accounts, they're they're saying that decision could come out this week, as early as Tuesday. Of course, they won't work on Monday, but one of two things is going to happen. Either it's going to be we're overturning it or we're not, right? And two things are going to happen from this. If if the decision if the leak is true that they're going to overturn Roe versus Wade. You see what's happening now because of a leak. They're demonstrating like a motherfucker because they're trying, whatever they say they're trying to do, obviously they're trying to get people to change their mind. Uh, some things have gotten violent. You've seen 
Kavanaugh. You saw there was a firebombing at a women's Christian uh, clinic that, you know, gives an alternative to uh, women or girls or whatever that get pregnant. They, um, that's just under a, a leak that you don't even know is true or not. What's going to happen once it becomes law, once it's decided by the Supreme Court? They, you think the violence is bad now? What's going to happen when it's true? And then on the flip side, let's assume the the uh, leak is true, was right, or you know was whatever it was. But in the meantime, now the decision's the opposite. Of course, you're going to have those people on the left and whatnot be happy now. But then you're going to have the right pissed off. Now, I will say this also. I don't, see you'll, I don't think you'll see the level of violence from people like me, you know, people on this side of the aisle thinking that, um, no, it should be illegal. We need to take it to the streets and go and protest in front of Gorsuch and, you know, Sotomayor's and all these other people's houses. We're not, that's not what people on the right do. Um, but what I would say is <laughs> we need to find out if that leak was legit because if it was decided or I'm sorry, if it was preliminary, preliminarily decided that it was going to be overturned, I would say that there needs to be an investigation in the fact that what changed their mind. If, if that leak was legit, like number one, they need to find out about the leak. It's like you're not hearing anything about that anymore. Is the leak true? Is it legit? Who leaked it? You know, why haven't we found out? I mean, it's not like there's 5,000 fucking clerks working in that damn Supreme Court. I don't know exactly. There's, what, nine justices? I don't know exactly how many secretaries and or aides and or clerks or however, whatever their titles are, um, each one of those people have, but it's it's been a month or so, two months since that happened. Why haven't they been able to figure out who in the fuck had the leak? So, if the leak was true, and if it decision comes out this week or whenever, and it's the opposite, I would say there needs to be some explaining to do. Um, is that why they're putting the fences up all around D.C.? Is that why they're putting up fences again around the Capitol and around the Supreme Court? Is that why all these things are going on now? If you've been to D.C., the Supreme Court is literally across the street from the Capitol. It'll, it's going to be an interesting week. Is it? I, That's all i got to say about that. So not to uh, continue on, I'm sure we'll have more to talk about that as, um, you know, the week progresses. So, you know, this decision, you know, is supposed to come out Tuesday. Now... You know, it's yet to be determined uh, since the leak decision came out a few months ago. You know, I just think it's crazy what's going on. I just think, you know, the only difference is depending on how this decision falls is how violent the people will react. That's basically what will happen. Like I said, if it, no matter how it's decided, you're going to have one side or the other is not going to be happy. I would say from a violent standpoint if it goes if Roe versus Wade is overturned be prepared especially if you live in those areas now I'm not talking about in DC at the Supreme Court I'm talking about wherever these justices live if you're (laughs) 
ACB's neighbor or Gorsuch or Thomas or uh, Kavanaugh or, you know, if you're any of these people's neighbors, be prepared. So, so anyway, uh, last story of the day is <laughs> basically I titled this as more attempts at infringing our Second Amendment. So this report just came out. Um, Biden admin orders ammo maker to stop selling 5.56 rounds to Americans. So, supposedly, I don't know how true this is, but it is reported. So we'll read the story. The Biden administration has reportedly ordered an ammunition manufacturer to stop selling Americans some 5.56 rounds, which is the most common round in the uh, AR-15. In an effort to severely limit the sale of ammo used in AR-15s, the U.S. military has ordered Winchester, which manages the U.S. US Army's Lake City Ammunition Plant, to stop selling its excess uh, 5.56 ammo to the public. The Truth About Guns reported citing a source close to the matter. The Lake City plant located in Independence, Missouri, produces nearly 30% of the commercial market's uh, sales of 5.56 ammo. Larry Keene, the National Shooting Sports Foundation General Counsel and Senior Vice President, first revealed the admin's plans in a tweet on Wednesday. His tweet read, The U.S. military is actively considering shutting down the sale of 5.56 ammo from Lake City to the commercial market. So, let me read on. The cartridges that Keen mentioned are very popular forms of 5.56 ammo. The uh, Biden administration uh, new order will likely disrupt the supply of 5.56 ammo and cause prices to increase. The Lake City plant is owned by the federal government, but operated by pri- private contractors, according to the NRA, and produces well over a billion rounds of ammunition per year. Ammunition in excess of the government's requirements has long been made available to private commercial market Lake City's output according to some estimates accounts around one-third of the 5.56 caliber ammunition available in uh, to U.S. Cut, uh, consumers. The NRI continued, needless to say this attack on American ammunition supply is just the most in recent long line of anti-freedom attacks uh, by the Biden administration. The restriction of the Americans ammo supply is the latest anti-gun action supported by Joe Biden who has repeatedly called for the outright ban of the AR-15. Biden praised a recent bipartisan (laughs) bipartisan agreement on gun control measures, which included incentive for state-run gun confiscation, but argued it still isn't enough. And obviously that even hasn't come to fruition because uh, talks on that, I talked about this on the Friday show, or did I do show Friday? Was it Thursday? Friday? Hell, whenever I did the last show. (laughs) I'm an idiot. Uh, I think it was Friday. Anyway, um, I, last week was a doozy of a week. I, like I told you guys in the show, that we had births, we had birthdays, we had all sorts of crap. I had crap ton of daughter's appointments. At any rate, it was Thursday I did the show because I had a daughter's appointment on Friday. Anyway, um, so uh, basically what it boils down to is this. The bipartisan uh, agreement that isn't yet because talks on that have, have stalled um, because it's not enough because he wants to ban the gun. So 
much like automobiles or trucks or whatever, any any gas operated uh, machinery, uh, what's the best way to not be able to use those things? You get rid of the fuel for those things. So if you can't ban the rifle, you ban the ammo. Then the rifle is no good, right? The funny thing is about the AR-15, there's different platforms. So any t- any type of uh, quote-unquote uh, assault rifle, as they like to call it, is, is this. So they have different platforms. There's AR-10, AR-15. There's, you know... Um, a lot of those guns look the same because since we're so focused on looks, we're going to focus on the look of the gun. So I could show you two different guns that are completely different, but they look the same. One, I, I, <laughs> I personally have seen uh, an AR platform. We won't call it an AR-15, but an AR platform gun that shoots a 12-gauge round. I've seen an AR platform gun that shoots a 5.56 or 2.23 round. I've seen a AR platform gun that shoots a 300 round, 300 blackout for that matter. Um, I've seen an AR platform that shoots a 308. Now, the most popular of the AR platform does shoot the 5.56 or 2.23 round, so I understand what they're doing, but you can still re-fucking chamber the damn gun in a different caliber. So, okay, whatever. Um, obviously, most people don't have the ability to be able to do that, so then the gun is obsolete. But like I said, get rid of the ammo, the gun is of no use. Get rid of the fuel, the car is of no use. You kind of see the the plans behind this administration um, you get rid of the the small thing that enables the big thing to work, whatever that thing is, then it renders that big thing obsolete. Um, so I guess with that being said, if you don't have, if you own, I really shouldn't even be saying this because I, I know personally that if, if you own an AR-15, under this platform with the 5.56 or the 2.23 round, I would assume you have some sort of uh, ammunition on hand. And it's not because you're going to go shoot up a grocery store or a school. or It's not like that. Most, most normal people that own fucking guns don't have those thought processes in their head. It's psychopathic fucking people that are triggered by their MK Ultra stuff. <laughs> But, you know, whatever you want to say about the shooters that of recent time, uh, most normal legal, leth- you know, legally owning uh, AR-15 gun owners probably have a certain level of ammunition. But if you have a mindset of things might be shit hitting the fan, so to speak, um, my advice to you is, granted, this is only 30% Winchester, you know, there's obviously other uh, ammunition companies out there. Um, but what that will do, much in the way of turning off, a, let's say, a pipeline of, of oil, it's going to raise the price of ammo. So if you have the means you and you only have a certain amount of rounds and you don't feel comfortable with that and you might need to up that, my advice to you, and I'm not doing an ad for any gun ammo stores or whatever, but you might want to 
check into maybe buying some before the prices jump or the product becomes unavailable because as we've seen what this what this administration does is they get a, a, a bug in their ass and they say we're going to stop producing oil and all of a sudden gas is $5 a gallon and we're going to stop producing this ammo and then you're not going to be able to get it or it's going to be you know, $5 a round when it's like around a dollar, which is still crazy because a couple of years ago it was like fucking 20 cents. So nonetheless, if you have the options and the ability to do so, you might want to do so. Or if you don't care, then whatever. But nonetheless, at any rate, um, I personally thought when he started talking about the nine millimeters, uh, blowing out your lungs, you know, I'm thinking, okay, well, shit, there goes nine millimeter. He's going to ban that. Cause I really, I really expected him to do that. Now, um, this does not surprise me because the last two, I, I don't even want to say the last two mass shootings, because since the Uvalde shooting, there's been plenty of other shootings, but the last two, um, popularized shootings, the Buffalo shooting and Uvalde, both of the shooters had AR-15, 556 guns. Um, therefore, that's the evil gun and the evil ammo that anyone that owns that gun or that ammo is an evil person is up to no good, obviously. So, anyway, I don't, I couldn't tell you how many AR-15s there are out there in this country and how many rounds of ammo that the average person owns. I don't care. That's y'all's problem. But uh, any of those guns you buy in most states, except for California, you buy whatever brand, Colt, uh, Smith & Wesson, Bushmaster, or if you are as fortunate as the Uvalde shooter to be able to afford a uh, Daniel Defense, any of those guns come with 30-round mag. If you've ever shot one of those guns, you know as well as I do going to the range and shooting uh, a magazine of 5.56 rounds, as fun as it is, doesn't take long to empty that magazine, and then you got to reload it again. Um, I personally don't even go to the range anymore because ammo is so expensive, and I really don't feel like wasting it. Uh, as fun as it is to go to the range. But nonetheless, um, whatever. I'm not here to tell you to go buy more ammo, go buy more magazines. I'm just here to tell you that Here's a story. Ammo's going to probably be at least the and Winchester's a big ammo, like 30%. That's a lot. Doesn't seem like a lot, but that's a lot. Um so there's that and then next will be high capacity magazines and they're just going to chip away, keep on chipping away at that second amendment, guys. And that's my point exactly what I just said earlier. The Democrats aren't doing anything. <laughs> Joe Biden's got what 30 something percent approval rating. You think this is going to help? It just amazes me. They're in the gutter. And they're not doing anything to help themselves get out of the gutter, which makes me believe there's something else coming. Because they don't care to get out of the gutter. They don't care because they got something else coming. Man, am I crazy? Maybe. Am I wrong? Hopefully. I'm just telling you what I, what it seems like to me. So, um, interesting side note. I got into a little... I didn't even get to a spat because the person didn't respond, but nonetheless. 
So there's this um, congressperson out of um, Illinois. Um, she is stupid, so I know that. Let me see if I can find it. I know uh, I'm not the uh, the smartest uh, Twitter user, but Chris did show me how to find this stuff because uh, he's a little more tech savvy than I am. So anyway, so her name is Delia Ramirez. Okay, so let me click on her uh, situation here. She is a Democrat for Congress, community leader, lifelong Chicagoan, running for the uh, running to be the first Latina congressman, congresswoman from the Midwest, rooted and ready for the fight for working families of L I L three. So I guess that's Illinois District three. Anyway, uh, doesn't matter. So Delia Ramirez tweets, repeat after me. The Second Amendment does not give you the, the right to own a weapon of war. I'm like, I'm sick and tired. I'm, I'm just scrolling through Twitter. Like, I look at the, uh, what I usually do on Twitter is I just look at what's trending. And then I just, if it's interesting to me, I might start seeing what people are talking about. So, I, what was trending was repeat after me. So, I was like, what the fuck is this? So, anyway, so that came up. She said that. So, I said, repeat after me. People who keep referring to guns bought at a gun store as quote-unquote weapons of war have never shot a weapon of war. I I really am sick and tired of hearing that term being used, weapons of war. These are not weapons of war. I would not think that (laughs) to go... uh, go to war with with an AR-15. Now, you could also make that argument, well, Don, if you're saying that, then what's the point of you having it? If if your whole point of having it is to, you know, uh, protect, you know, the country against a tyrannical government, blah, 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 blah. The point of me having it is because, fuck you, the Second Amendment, okay? I, I have no intentions on having to ever use these guns for anything more than to protect my family. Hopefully. Now, God forbid something else happens that I have to use them in another way, then I guess that will cross that bridge when we get to it. But in the meantime, it's my business and fuck you. How's that sound? I'll, I'll use the, the term that the congressman from Florida um, used when he was talking about magazines and different handguns, which I thought was kind of a was kind of funny because... He was in his home doing a Zoom call. They were talking about gun legislations and magazines and so on and so forth. And he's swapping out magazines between his 1911 and his Glock. <laughs> and this is just going to show you how stupid fucking people are. This gentleman, I can't think of his name offhand, but he's a Republican congressman from Florida, ex-Navy uh, SEAL, I believe, or Green Beret, one of the two, nonetheless, Special Forces. Um. <laughs> He's taking his, he had a, he had a Colt 1911 and he had a Glock. I don't know which one, but nonetheless, and he's taking all these different magazines from different handguns and see, it doesn't work. See, this gun doesn't fit. Now I'm not saying he's stupid because I think what he did was on purpose to the fact that the Dems, because you had someone in the zoom call say, I hope those guns weren't loaded. And he's like, I'm in my house. Forget, you know, I do what I want. It's my guns. I'm in my house. But the funniest part about that was regardless of that, that was, that was good enough, but no one called him on the bullshit that he was using different magazines for different guns. He wasn't using a Colt 1911 magazine 
for the Colt 1911. He was using the Colt 1911 magazine in a Glock or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So it's almost like he did that. And this is my opinion. No one's ever really come out with this, but watching this video, it's almost like he did this as a way to prove that you guys don't even know what the hell you're talking about when it comes to guns and magazines, because most people call them clips, which they're not, they're magazines, but he's using these different, uh, different brand magazines for different guns. And no one called him on his bullshit because they don't know what the fuck they're talking about. Plain and simple. These quote-unquote weapons of war were not allowed to own an M4. A legitimate M4, military-issued, we're not allowed to own. And we could, uh, whenever it was in 1930-whatever, whenever the Firearms Act was signed. But at, since then, you get the guns, you can buy at Walmart or your local gun store, or Bass Pro Shop, or wherever. These people are fucking idiots because you have a couple of morons that do some stupid things. The rest of us are guilty. 330-some-odd million guns, legal, legitimately owned guns in this country. And most of the gun violence is done by guns that aren't legal. They're not registered. They're not legally bought. The only ones you ever hear about, the only shootings now, granted, if you live in Chicago or you live in these areas that do have shootings, you hear about them, obviously. But the country doesn't hear about every single shooting that goes on in this country because most of those guns are illegal. It doesn't fit the narrative. The only time you hear anything about gun violence and mass shooters and stuff like that is when whoever the person is obviously it helps the narrative if it's a white you know male but nonetheless as long as that gun <laughs> whenever i hear about a shooting the first question i ask is what kind of gun because you'll hear every every <laughs> unfortunately every day you hear about a shooting um what kind of gun was it oh it was a handgun okay that story will be gone in a day or two what kind of gun was it or you know Oh, it was an AR-15. Oh, really? So we'll hear about that story forever, which is true. When the, when you had the shooting in Atlanta, shotgun, handgun, they flipped from the gun to the person, white, male, Asian, um, you know, massage parlor, so it's Asian hate. But in the meantime, the shooter in New York, the subway shooter, what was it, Eric Davis? What kind of gun? AR-15? No, he had a a Glock 19 with extended round uh, magazines. Okay, so we can focus on the magazine. What, what color? Oh, he was black. Eh, eh. So you, you heard it for about it for a day or two and it went away. Why wasn't he, granted he didn't use the, the black scary AR-14, eh, AR-14, AR-15 gun. He didn't use the scary, he was using a handgun. Well, that kind of fits a little bit of a narrative and he had the extended mag so we can kind of ride on that. He was black though. Now, if that was a white guy that did that and shot a, a subway full of multiracial people in the subway, then they would have used that as a hate crime. That's my point. The hypocrisy in this country is amazing. And the fact that there's literally shootings every day, unfortunately. I'm not praising shootings. But we don't focus our attention on 
We, we They only focus their attention on the shootings they want to focus on. And in the meantime, people like us suffer for it. So anyway. All right, guys. With that being said, I went a little longer than I thought I was going to go. But, you know, that's what I do. I have a, I get the run in my mouth, and that's what happens. Anyway. All right, guys. You guys have a great Father's Day, what's left of it. And um, have a joyous uh, Juneteenth holiday if you don't have to work. Uh, enjoy your day off. Unfortunately, I have to work. But uh, nonetheless, you guys have a great day. Follow us on social media. And please, like I said, uh, whatever podcast app you're listening to this on, if you could subscribe to the show, uh, share this with your friends, and uh, you know, spread the word. Other than that, guys, you have a great day, and I'll talk to you again later.